Crypto Technical. Thanks for coming on with us. We got Andrew, CJ, and Chris. CJ, thanks for setting this up with me, man. I really appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having us. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we were a little flattered, too, when you were like, oh, yeah, we listened to your show when we were looking for inspiration for what we wanted to do. And we was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was telling Andrew while, you, while we were waiting for you when I was looking for a podcast to base mine off of and stuff. And I'm really big into cryptids. Jake could tell you that I just punched oh, yeah. in cryptid as a keyword and yours is one of the first one to come up. And I was super impressed with how deep your library is. I always worry, like, we've had a conversation about that, like, maybe in the second season, we're like, yeah, we're going to run out of cryptids sooner or later. But then uh, we started going overseas, and we're just like, oh, most of the stuff that people talk about, just there's different versions of Sasquatch, just called different things. But we have at least three in the uh, United States. There's, like, Momo, Sasquatch, and... Skunk Ape. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they all have their own lore, per se. Uh, just like there are different variants of like werewolves. Like you have Rougarou, which is in Louisiana, just an actual werewolf, and the Bray Braywood yeah. Beast, uh, the Beast, Beast of Bray Road. Yeah. yeah, that one's actually up by where my wife's from. Next time we go up there, I told her we have to go drive down that road. Yeah, supposedly they're awesome. like pretty non-violent too. So if you're gonna go look for a cryptid, it's kind of a safe one to do it with, even though they're kind of horrifying. Apparently that road is really good for roadkill. They end up seeing them eating the roadkill on the side of the road at night. Okay. <laughs> Could to go hunting and lay one there just to watch? Set up a camera? Nope. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a run-in with something that was upright and hairy in the woods one time when I was 12, and I don't ever want to have another run-in like that again. So I got to ask, how did you guys get onto the topic of cryptids? <laughs> It was the most random thing in the whole world. I was walking past Andrew at work and he was like, you do podcasting and stuff? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, do you do anything involving like monsters or cryptids? And I was like, no. And he was like, do you know any? I was like, no, you want to make one? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> that was that. We had a breakfast club at our, our job where like, if you came in early enough, you saw the same people. So CJ and me were, were a part of that where we were just like, that's how we, we got to know each other. I was kind of itching. This is prior to COVID because uh, we started February of two years ago. Uh, are you, right? 2018? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I've always wanted to just do something like outside of work. Plus, like if you can get up to that level, get some extra gas money, that'd be cool. And getting me involved was just as random. He just basically knocked on my door. He's like, "Hey, do you want to do a podcast about cryptids?" <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was uh, I was tossing around a couple of ideas because I'd done an audio drama in the past called Van Worst, and you can still find most of the episodes on YouTube. They removed our third episode for some reason, which was like one of the best ones. We had Gary playing uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh and yeah, stuff on there. the death of Van Worst. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the it was an audio drama, and the premise of it was he was this like jaded vampire hunter who didn't want to uh, do work ever. And so he kidnaps the last vampire in his region so that he can't get fired. And he like holds him hostage in his basement and then ends up going on these misadventures where like he goes and does way more work to avoid doing work than it would be if he would just do his job. (laughs) I mean, that was like the first thing that I did. I produced for two other shows and then 
uh, we started working on this movie and Van Wurst kind of fell through and I was working on a couple of ideas for different projects. I was going to be doing like one on like religion and then like I, I was going to set up one about like, uh, survival. Because we oh, were yeah, gonna, survival. We were right. going to do that survival one for survival. A while. Yeah. Um, and then there was one that was going to do like like social politics and like uh, international politics and like just talk about like world events and stuff because I, I enjoy that subject as well. And then Andrew walked past me and was like, let's talk about monsters. And I was like, yeah, let's do that. Uh, I was just going to say that's crazy because a lot of the people that I know that are even into the subject of cryptids have either had some sort of interaction or some sort of event happen whether it be with a ghost or bigfoot or a ufo or something like something has to happen to you in order for you to get interested in the topic i was just curious if that's how you guys had to happen too i mean i had a paranormal investigation team for a while we called ourselves nocturnal transmissions oh yeah i remember that yeah we really thought that we were going to be like the next big youtube stars in paranormal investigations we actually did two investigations and was like Oh, we don't have a crew of people to bang cabinet doors and stuff. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's. I mean, I I guess kind of like I was always in like in the like the paranormal stuff. But like to be honest, I I never really was into like monsters and stuff. Like I I would watch Bigfoot videos or something once in a while. But like cryptids weren't really like my thing. It was just like Andrew's idea, and I was like, that's way better than anything I'm thinking about doing right now. So yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. Right on. Oh, okay. Dude. Yeah, mine was, I mean, I like mythology a lot, whether it be Greek or whatever, like even the the animals in there. So I do enjoy the monster aspect of it. I think mythology is where most of my uh, interest came from while doing cryptids. Right. Growing up in my house, uh, it was a lot of like traditions and other things. Like I still do a lot of stuff like uh, throwing salt over shoulder and other things. But like it was a lot of Irish and German traditions. So like a cross at a door making sure you have like a piece of iron on you other things like that all because of stories and other things like of fey creatures other things which kept me very skeptical because i'm always the one that says like no to the things but it's also kind of makes me feel like the i don't know what type of ghost it is like the more you talk about something the more you give it power hmm. tulpas so yeah so personally for me sure these creatures might be a thing so i just want to deny it as much as possible because then until i have an actual run-in like i don't want to think about it at all like i'd rather be ignorant uh, per se because ignorance is bliss right but uh same with uh, ninja like i grew up reading a lot of greek mythology and like i was always a fan of like the stories of like heroes besting monsters like the minotaur uh and the maze and like other stuff like that and i started in this might be my age but like i started on like 4chan other social boards where it was x or no sleep and it was just people telling spooky stories just about demons or cryptids right on man i just wanted to comment on your podcast real quick Personally, I think it's an awesome podcast. Like I was saying, you guys have a library that's extremely deep. But what's really cool about your podcast is that you guys have a lot of fun. And I come out of listening to one of your episodes and I'm like, dang, I need to jump back into another one because it was a lot of fun. We appreciate yeah. that. We definitely got feedback. These guys bullshit too much. Me, 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 me. <laughs> yeah, that was actually our first negative uh, comment, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're annoying and they don't get on topic. Too much housekeeping. I know you can't please everyone, but 
I felt like that's where we were building our story of our podcast because for dedicated listeners, we try to keep like a sub story for like each season. Yeah, we have like a little location that we're at and the season finale and the, the opening episode of each season is like a little audio drama portion. Yeah, Andrew was telling me a little bit about that before you guys hopped on. And I wanted to bring up, you guys just took a trip to Ireland, right? They kind of came to us. Right now, we got kicked out of the house. The aliens don't like us anymore. That was the end <laughs> they of evicted us because we invited a battle rapper over who broke a hole in the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they didn't appreciate breaking the window either. Yeah, and the the battle rapper unfortunately lost against the... Mari Lloyd. Yeah, so... Uh, and so she Mar- took all our beer. Yeah, all the beer and food. Alien food, alien beer. So they were super angry at us because they're like, we have nothing to drink now. We have to go back to our home worlds. So I'm currently dating a cryptid, which is the our HR, which is a, a vegetarian Wendigo. Oh, it's a vegan. A vegan. Oh, vegan. Show. Yeah, sorry. Vegan Wendigo. Yeah. So we're with her parents, and her parents run... Uh, basically, like a day spa. Tell them the name. Uh, was it Long Pork or Long Pig? Yeah. Spa? <laughs> the Long Pork Day Spa and Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, if anybody doesn't know, that's just a, another name for uh, a human being. So I definitely listen to your podcasts completely wrong. Because I just go through and I'm like, ooh, I haven't heard of this one before. And I just listen to that episode. Oh, you can cherry pick. You can definitely cherry pick. It is made for three different ways cherry picking one time listening or that dedication and the thing is if you cherry pick and you're hearing an episode and we talk about a different episode that's the hook that we do to bring you to see like why are they talking about this story why are they talking about like a dating a wendigo or something and you'd have to go back and see like the earlier episodes see i also have been doing it all wrong tried to cherry pick and get into some episodes and i was like What's going on with the super fake accent? <laughs> like I just didn't get it, oh, yeah. and I was just like, it was completely throwing me off. Like, like, uh, oh my gosh, yeah, I was just like, oh, like Spandrew. Like I was just, yeah, it was completely throwing me off and stuff. And then I was like, jumped into another one, and it was like, I was like, what? What's going on here? And I'm just like, <laughs> so now I know that there's a, a backstory, there's a progression to it. I'll have to start at number one, but yeah, I just kind of jumped into the middle. I'm just like. <laughs> The original storyline, like we were these scientists working in these uh, this like black ops non-government <laughs> facility studying cryptids. Like we would capture them and we kept them in like cages and we would study them and we nice. were like drunk and stuff and we were just a bunch of losers. And the government finds out about us and they raid us. We get kicked out. We end up in a cave and then that sort of works out for a while until hobos and dragons evict us. And then we end up in the alien house and then from the alien house now we're in a wendigo's cave and they marinate us in a hot tub yeah if you if you can we'll be talking about the different herbs and spices like every couple of episodes they're <laughs> 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 like oh you know they're putting in this now <laughs> you mentioned that but most of the time you guys are talking about hairy nipples and i cannot <laughs> um, i have i have heard hairy nipples pop up on your show <laughs> to, to my chagrin like i've been trying to but i'm just like you know i'm just gonna go with it now i'm gonna allow them to say it maybe it'll stop but 
maybe I'm just making it happen more now. And it didn't. It's happened yeah. at least once every season. It's been prevalent this season. We've had a couple of running jokes on there. There was um, Mel Gibson to stop listening to our podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joke. I yeah. heard that one. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> though, I'm just going to say I apologize to you said we can curse. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Fuck Mel Gibson. Yeah, I just want to say that. I mean, it's not, <laughs> that is my hatred that I brought to this show. As a yeah. matter of fact, Mel Gibson, if you're listening to Infinite Rabbit Hole, you could turn it off right now. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, it's their decision. <laughs> they no, can't no, no, be no. this is their we, show. We, we it's our episode now. <laughs> oh, geez. We're dead. We've taken over. Jake, I'm sorry. We've lost the opportunity to have Mel Gibson on the show. Man. <laughs> well, if anything, you can bring him on and just be like, so why do they hate you so much? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's two podcasts now. What the? <laughs> what is going on? I'm going to make a really fucking horrible movie about this. <laughs> Actually, you know, if he does make a movie of this, we got to get him signed. One <laughs> <Want> royalties. <laughs> you guys were just in Ireland and you guys just wrapped up a, was it three or four episode block out there? Yeah, four. Yeah, we do four episode block. We kind of wanted to expand our listener base. So we went on to the statistics and saw like well, what countries are kind of listening to us more, but not quite where we'd like them to be. And we were like, all right, let's uh, let's kind of uh, do a little something for those countries. Like, all right, keep listening to us, guys. Like, we'll do something for you. Here you go. I like that. Yeah, because I was just talking to Andrew before you guys got on. I was telling him how I didn't realize that Donnie Darko was a puka. Yeah, join the club. I didn't know either. Yeah, that was yeah. that's very obscure. CG always comes at me for like stretching. I don't feel like that one was a stretch though, because it, it does feed into like everything that the Puka does. Andrew will reach. He will reach for pop culture. In fact, he'll be like go go gadget arm to reach for pop culture. Sometimes you're handed a Kipsy and you're just like what? <laughs> or a Mitla. I can tell you if you want to see us flailing or just shitting on a cryptid, listen to those episodes. Yeah, <laughs> because like we had nothing, and the Mitla is legit. A guy thought he saw a cat dog. Yeah, he was high on LSD, floating down the Congo, and thought he saw a cat dog. <laughs> yeah, and so we. I think I sang the cat dog theme. I guess maybe. <laughs> Let's talk about the format of your episodes. So you guys start off. You have your storyline that you go through, and then you get into the actual cryptid itself, and you go a little bit into the lore and the the storyline of the cryptid, and then you guys like to do like this fun stuff at the end where you're talking about like its statistics and its battle strengths. Yeah, because we're so, nerds, man. <laughs> yeah. So I was hoping at some point tonight that we can talk about a cryptid, and we can kind of do the same thing. You guys cool with that? Yeah. 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 I'm down. Also, who does your artwork for each of your episodes? I don't even. Oh. That's the hardest part of this podcast right now is keeping an artist. And it's it's not even good or bad. It's just stuff keeps happening. We started off with the whole artwork. We, we were doing art contests and we were like, get your kids to draw us pictures and then send oh. it in. Like we had somebody do that. Like they sent us a picture of a changeling drawn by their kid. And then we couldn't get anybody to do it. And we're sitting there like, why? Kids love drawing. Like, this should be a this should be the easiest artwork to get. And then we're like, oh, our show's not kid-friendly. So if the kid draws it and we use it, they're going to want to listen. The parents are like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, the, the first one wasn't free, though. I actually had to pay that kid a root beer. Uh, <laughs> that's right. awesome. 
high priced for art. It is hard. Initially, we had an artist that said they would work, uh, and we were providing them money, but they did not want to continue working with us. Uh, well, yeah, initially, she wanted $30 a picture, and I was like, yeah, I don't even pay that much for my RSS feed, bro. Like, I'm not giving you 30 bucks for an image. I'll give you 30 bucks a month. You do yeah. four pictures for me. Like... And I was trying to convince her, this sounds like super creepy, but I was like, I'll buy you candy if you draw me pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I was friends with her sister, and like I knew that like the whole family, they stash candy everywhere. Like They always have like candy fits and other stuff like that. So I'm just like, yo, this is something that you clearly want, and I can provide for you. But they're like, no, just pay me money. And I'm just like, all right. We eventually got them down to five bucks a picture. It was very nice. We've been reaching out to anyone that is basically starting out so we can promote them in addition to promoting ourselves. Right now, the last two drawings were actually my nephew-in-law. I have kids that love to draw, so if you guys ever need some artwork, let me know. Oh, hell yeah. We got We need artwork all the time because our artists are like, they'll be like, oh, I didn't get you your picture because I dropped my notebook in a puddle. We're like, (laughs) (laughs) all right. I mean, you're doing it for free, so I'm not going to cry. But like, that's our selling point is like, hey, you give us artwork, it'll build your portfolio. And that's the thing about being an artist is like you can't find work without a portfolio, but you can't build a portfolio without having work. So you end up working yeah. for free for a little bit until you build that portfolio. The thing yeah. is, is they get like two, three dozen images under their belt. And then they're like, I'm not drawing for you anymore. Portfolio built. And I was like, all right. Oh, great. Yeah. Cool. Next. <laughs> Pretty much. Next is hard to find. If you need anybody to hold you over, let me know. Seriously, give me a list of cryptids. I'll have the kids draw them up for you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like, listen, guys. <laughs> free labor. We have our full season planned out, uh, and there are spots, so we can definitely talk to you after. <laughs> add cool, add them to the season four chat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why not? Hey, uh, so probably the most serious question of the night. Did anybody win the hat? No, that hat is mine. That hat is mine. No one can listen to this thing. It's my hat. I don't understand this. Like we have, we get a couple thousand hits every single month, and not one person wants to win this hat. We had another giveaway contest. We gave away a book. We interviewed an art, uh, an author named Carla Betcha. She gave us a copy of her book, and then we ran that as a promotion and gave it away in a contest. We had like three entries. Like, really? You just email us and say, I want to win, and there you go. You're yeah. entered. Like, it's think... so easy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was going to yeah. email you guys, and I was like, ah, I'm going to have them on, and I was like, I don't think that's going to be right. You would win by default. No <laughs> one has no, entered. No, 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 no. I entered. I am number one. <laughs> I have 15 votes in there, so good luck with that. Okay. Okay, so uh, Andrew's disqualified because he's a host. Well, yeah, I'll be right? listening for the next giveaway. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you can still enter in this one. But it's got lights. It looks really cool. I'll, I'll. Oh, it's got lights? ninja funded the giveaway. Yeah. yeah, the hat lights up. It's it does like a a series yeah, of colors. It goes through like the whole um, yeah. spectrum. There you go. How about this? Go ahead and put out the information to win the hat. And the day that I put this episode live, I'll go ahead and email you guys. Right on. All right. Okay. Andrew, you better tell us when we get that email. We'll rig this election. <laughs> you have the uh, password too, man. You know it. We'll try to give I'll... my audience a chance to win the hat too. Oh yeah. Yes. All right. You can email They're, us at cryptotechnical they... at gmail.com if you want to win. Yeah, the hat. it's not it's not that at all. Don't listen to that email. It's a different one. <laughs> <laughs> I want this fucking hat. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. They have already entered. I am actually putting it in a box right now. Oh, <laughs> Just going to go with... What they say on average is for every person you get, only 10% of your fans are going to really interact with you. Like You're going to have a lot more lurkers and other stuff. And I'm just like, where the hell is our 10%? (laughs) You know, I was actually surprised that you guys were willing to come on because, I mean, we're such a small podcast and we're so new. I mean, we haven't even had anybody really interact with us yet. We've had a couple family members interact with us, but that's about it. Oh, no, we're we're always willing to support because like... I mean, indie guys don't look out for each other. Who's going to? That's true. Everybody's got to start somewhere. I mean, you'll eventually grow and somebody will give you the same scenario. They'll be like, you were what we like for our podcast. Would you come on our show and you do the same thing we're doing? Yeah, man. That's awesome, dude. We're not even that great either. We're average. (laughs) I mean, we didn't hit, you know, millions of dollars yet, but you know. We've hit about nine bucks. Nine dollars. Good job. They're keeping up with us. Holy crap. <laughs> hey, dude. Hey, we funded the whole alcohol episode with our money. Yeah, it took six months. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We still funded it. We have one dedicated, or we had two dedicated fans on our uh, Patreon. One guy obviously had to stop because of COVID or whatever. I understand he probably didn't have funds anymore because a lot of people are struggling to make ends meet one person though is a super dedicated fan she's like our admin of our uh, facebook group and she like did uh is that uh, unicorn no no no. the unicorn like interacts with us once a season when we need her to record an intro for us yeah she's really cool but she doesn't listen to any of the episodes that's an actual person yes yeah okay that that's the one that does your (laughs) intro yeah unicorn yeah she doesn't listen to any of the episodes but she does all the other stuff Cool, man. She did some voice lines uh, for our transition. Yeah, one of the transitions, uh, hidden in plain sight, she did for us. And the one episode where the werewolf bites me? <laughs> Here meets a good doggy. <laughs> well, keep going with your shout outs for your uh, Patreon members. Sorry, I didn't mean to, to oh, no, no, no. you off track. Hey, Andrew, yeah. at least you have permission this time. <laughs> No, I want you guys uh, to do that. We we had an interview. He's he's being a dickhead. <laughs> we had an interview where it's like, so give your out your closing. And I'm just like, all right, closing mode. Ready? You can find us on this, 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 that. And find us there and this. And check out our Patreon. I'm just like, oh, shit, I'm on someone else's show. Don't listen to me about the Patreon. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, you were nice enough to have us on. And now I'm going to hawk my wares. <laughs> Khajiit has wares. You treated yeah. that guy's show like a Manhattan sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. Just put here. Here's my T-shirts, and here's my jewelry, and here is my cryptids. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of the werewolf episode, you did a block at the beginning, I believe, of this season, where you did Dogman, the Beast of Bray Road, and the Rougarou. Those are my three favorite episodes. Oh, really? Wonderful. Yes. Dogman is one of our top episodes. Betrayal, yeah. I think the first one's Unicorn. Yeah, the Unicorn, yeah, it's got like 2,000 hits or something like that. Yeah. But that's like a miracle. That's like 10 of our episodes combined. Like, I was reading one of the comments on, I believe it was your pod chaser, and someone had recommended the Unicorn episode. I haven't listened to it yet, but... Holy shit, we have comments on pod chaser? <laughs> yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to tell you, but yeah, we have some. No kidding. <laughs> Pod Chaser is like very hit or miss for me because like when I actively works for me, like uh, I 
can edit stuff, but then sometimes the things I'm editing, they edit back to the original state. It's like, why is your website like not working with me? Oh, holy crap! We have this. comments. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. There we go. <laughs> oh, something fun. Something fun for CJ to do tonight. <laughs> CJ, I uh, I went to you guys's pod chaser. I was looking for your other podcast, the Mystery Stone podcast. Yeah, it's on there somewhere. And that's actually how I found out about Van Worst. Huh? Oh, okay. Yeah, you're listed as one of the hosts for Cryptotechnical. So I clicked on your page and Van Hurst came up under your name. Speaking of your Mystery Stone podcast, I listened to one episode. I listened to the one. I don't want to butcher the name of it. The name for the for Halloween before it was called Halloween. Saw Win. Saw Win. Yeah. I listened to that. That is a completely different podcast. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, um, Critic Technical is like a goofy comedy show we put together, and Mystery Stone Podcast is a uh, super important to me. It's a part of my my own spiritual path. Um, I'm I'm pretty heavily involved in the occult, uh, and that's uh, a buddy of mine, Mike, and we do that. And it, it's really really serious, and uh, we don't play around on it very much at all. <laughs> I was shocked because I was expecting something similar to Cryptid Technical, and I was like, oh, this is a uh, much different. Yeah, no, it's an educational podcast on the magic, the occult, um, spirituality, education on religion. We just had a group called RPK who have this like unique look at Christianity. We just interviewed them on the show. No, it's it's super serious. <laughs> it's not goofy at all. Oh, right on. So before we got on today, CJ, you sent me a video and CJ thinks that he saw a UFO today. Two of them. Yeah, once. It was awesome, which was really convenient because you had messaged me like, hey, have you ever seen anything like this? You want to talk about it? And I was like, yeah, once, like years ago. And then I got out of the car and I was like, oh, well, this couldn't have had better timing. I'm just going to try to describe this video because there's no way I can share it. Audience, it's basically these two yellowish white lights. It looks like directly above you. Mm -hmm. And the one that is on top, which is the one that looks like it's farther, the higher up in elevation, seems to drift off in one direction. And I, I can't really tell if the other one's moving very much or not. They were both moving, but at that point they had started moving east. Uh, that was away from me. So that's kind of why, like, in the video, like, I tried to align it with, like, a, like another star so that like, that one would not move. It was stationary so you could actually see the lights moving, sort of. But, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting, that was for sure. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Andrea was asking if it could have been drones, and I was kind of looking at it, and I can't really tell the elevation from the video, but you were saying that you think it was way too high for drones? Well, they came down really low at one point, like really low. That's to the point where like, I was standing, because I was in this like little parking area behind my house, and... When uh, when I first saw them coming, and I was just like, "Whoa, what is that?" And, and I thought like it was an airplane at first. I was like, "Ah, there's no signal lights on it." And then I was like, "Oh, well, maybe the military base is doing like some some training runs." And I was like, "But that's in the south, and the military base is to the north of me." I'm like, "It doesn't make sense for them to be over here." I've watched them do their their exercises a million times, and this is not what they do. They started getting like real close, and I realized like it was two uh, separate things that were flying and not just one because like the way they were positioned it looked like the lights on like maybe there was like one on each wingtip right yeah and i'm standing there and i'm watching it and it's coming down it's coming down it's coming down i'm like man that thing's really low like i mean we're not too far from the airport so we do get some like lower flying commercial uh like transport but they never come down this low and i was sitting there like oh this is about to hit my house like that's how low this was but i still hmm. couldn't see any detail you can see from the video, like, it's not really the clearest of nights. And so I was sitting there like, all right, well, maybe it's like clouds or something. But, like, these are low, low, low. 
And then they turned and they went upwards and then they uh, made like a wide arc and curved and went east. And that's when I set my McDonald's down. I was like, well, maybe I should probably get this video camera out because no one's going to believe me. You live in a pretty rural area. We're not like a major city, but like you wouldn't call us like Bufu or anything. Like we're we're city. So it's a tri-state area. So it's like three major cities. Uh, it's not like a big, big city like New York or Philadelphia, but like it's basically like cities that are interconnected, kind of. Jake, I don't know if you can kind of chime in here because I'm probably going to spit something wrong here. But FAA regulations, I don't know if they apply to drones very much, but other yeah, aircraft, helicopters and planes, they need to have directional lighting at night. So that means they mm-hmm. have to have the green and the red tip on each wing. And then they need to have a white light at its tail. So if it was a drone, you would still see the green and red tips for the directional lighting, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was watching the video and I was thinking about it, thinking about what it could be. And it just didn't make any sense. It was like the best case scenario for me looking at the video. And I just actually pulled it back up while you were talking. I was looking at it on my phone. And yeah, it's more concrete for me that the idea that even if it was two helicopters or whatever, and they had their formation lights off and they were doing NVG stuff, there's no reason why they would have a big, bright white light at the bottom. (laughs) There's just no way. And I'm just like, yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) I really wish I'd pulled that camera out sooner because like when I mean these things came down low, they came low. Like you couldn't see like a vehicle. You could just see the light. They came down low and they went up real high, real fast. And I know over here, because um, a while back I was looking at starting in like a, a videography. This is right before I got into podcasting. I, I was doing uh, the paranormal investigation and I was setting up a videography company and I was trying to get, um, this is when they first started giving you the licenses for, for the drone stuff. And they required you to get like a sportsman's pilot license and whatever. But the laws here, you, you can't have your drone more than 300 feet in the air. You're not allowed to cross roads with them and you can't cross power lines. Like you can see in that video, those like those things went way like they came down way low and then went way up. And I wouldn't say they went way up like super fast, like you would see like a Hollywood spaceship or something like that. But they went up quickly enough that they went from scaring me into thinking they were going to hit my house uh, to as high as they are in the video in like 20 seconds, maybe. Damn, you got me intrigued, man. Uh, originally, I was like, maybe that's a helicopter. And then like when they descended and they went up really fast, I'm like. No, not a helicopter. Helicopters can't do that. Is that kind of like a hotbed area for that kind of stuff? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Like, you understand, in our area, nothing exciting happens. During a snowstorm two years ago, a camel got loose and ran up alongside the highway, <laughs> and that was news for months. Yeah. <laughs> they even named it, too. I forgot what it was, but they named it. Camel of Bethlehem, man. Yeah, it's a tourist attraction. Now, you can go and meet this camel. He's in Quakertown. Like, that was news for months. There's a camel in the snow. Oh, man. Actually, the next biggest one after that is somebody jumped off the uh, roof of a building with a parachute before it was demolished. Oh, yeah. The guy that base jumped off Martin Tower. Yeah. Yeah, That was the everybody was like, oh, there's a guy jumping off. And they called the cops and the cops were like, oh, somebody jumped off and did a base jump. And like so little goes on in our town. Some kids being stupid ass kids shot one of my cars up a couple years ago with a 22. It's not I know nice. that. Does, no, it was rude as hell. But <laughs> I called the police in the morning like, hey, there's a bullet hole in the window of my car and in the side of my car. And every cop in 
showed up in 10 minutes. We don't have crazy stuff that happens here. Like, I mean, we have like a bad part of town and some bad stuff happens in the bad part of town, but nothing over the top ever happens here. There's nothing exciting. People are so starved for that kind of news in our area. Like at our job, there was a rumor going around that people saw a cougar in the field behind our building. And it turned out to be a house cat. Like (laughs) that's how starved they are in this neighborhood for absolutely anything interesting to happen. So what do you think the likeliness of someone else seeing that was? I got no idea. I mean, I sent the video to you guys and like, I'll probably show it to Ninja and Andrew and then like uh, my buddy, Mike, who I host the other podcast with, but I don't, I don't typically like go around like I saw aliens that are like rubber room. Considering our neighbors, we did move in and put a Jolly Roger out front instead of a regular flag. So (laughs) (laughs) that was already a a downfall of people. (laughs) The whole street, our neighborhood, almost every house has an American flag hanging off of it every single house and then you go out front of our house and there's a dead man's chest hanging (laughs) they knocked on my front door and asked me to take it down if your town is as starved as you say you drop that to the news that that might have been your guys's podcast as uh the golden ticket i'm not that desperate to be famous and like (laughs) the thing is about our town is like hardly any of us ever escape so like everybody that i graduated high school with is still pretty much in town they're gonna be like i put that kid's head in a toilet before don't listen to him (laughs) (laughs) When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. (laughs) <laughs> do you guys have any other personal stories anything weird anything at all well again it would be cj you didn't you have like a the gin in your house yeah yeah i had a gin in my house uh and then i saw one other ufo a number of years ago but that was just like a sphere it was at a traffic light and the whole thing went down in like 30 seconds and like it was just above a grocery store and i was looking i was sitting next to this dude named nick and i was like nick what the fuck is that and he was like i don't know and then it was gone all right, so the, the UFO and Nick, that sounds cool, man. Let's talk about this gin. <laughs> <laughs> so we put the Van Wert show on hold for a while, and we had scripted a movie, me and a couple of guys, and the script in itself had just some real bad mojo associated with it. Like a fist fight almost happened in my living room over it because we wrote it as like a group project and no one could agree on how it was going to go. And by the fifth draft, everyone was pissed off. So I got the rights to the script. I just hit up my friends. I'm like, listen, you guys aren't doing anything with it. So like, give it to me and let me do what I want. And they're like, all right, cool. So I took it. I rewrote the final draft for it, published it did casting calls we're filming this movie as a horror film and whatever and the inspiration for it was this mirror that's in my living room that gives me the creeps i actually have a flag hanging over it because it weirds me out so much during this movie time weird stuff started happening in the house at one point i'm in the backyard with my mom and my stepmom and uh, my stepmom looks up and she's like yo somebody is in your house and i was like what are you talking about and she points at my third story window and i can see a person in my third story window and at the time my son who he was only like 3 months old he was in the house napping we were just in the backyard in the garden like picking tomatoes and shit and so i'm like oh my god there's a person in my house with my 3 month old so i run through there and like i'm in each room gun drawn like ready to start blowing somebody away thinking they're in the house they're going to hurt my baby and stuff like 
and there's nobody there except I got these two handprints on my third story window, but like the thumbs are on the wrong sides of the hands. Like they cross their arms and press their hands against the window. Mm-hmm. So I left those there. Those are still there to this day. And then actually Andrew kind of experienced this with us the one day I was telling him like, oh yeah, like, you know, the ghost really doesn't care who's in the house. He'll just start doing stuff. He'll play with the kids toys. Like all oh, my kids electronics and stuff will start going off at the same time. And Andrew being Andrew was like, no, you're full of shit. And we were standing in my living room and all the electronics started going off. And Andrew was like, I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) But he really would like you'd be in the kitchen and like you would just hear the toys start going off in the other room and stuff. And it started out like that. And it was kind of cool. Like we're like, all right, we live in this haunted house like and like uh, it's neat. And then like it started getting creepy. I saw like a three foot black figure. It sounded like my son running into the room. Uh, you know, you know what toddler feet sound like when they're running. Yeah. So I look up and I'm like, what you need, buddy? And there's this three foot tall, jet black, no facial feature thing in my kitchen. And I'm looking at him like, well, that's not what I expected to see. And then it <laughs> ran away and I couldn't find it. And I'm like, all right. All right. Not the first shadow person I've ever seen before. So now I'm like, eh, that's not awesome. But OK, we'll deal with that. And then my wife started like coming down. She'd be like, you know, I've been getting these feelings like there's like a man watching me while I'm in the shower. And it's really creeping me out. And that was going on for a little while. And then my son started waking up anytime between two and four in the morning. And not that I'm hungry cry or, or something like that. But it was like that terrified night terror cry that kids have when yep. they have like a bad dream. Absolutely. You know, the one that gets you out of bed and your hair in your neck stands up and you run in there like someone's trying to kill him. You know, Yep, I've had a couple of those. Yeah, yes, you know what I mean. And uh, so he started doing that and we wake up and there would be nothing there. And because he was sleeping, he still he to this day, he sleeps in the same room with us. Like we, we have not been able to get him to sleep in his own bed since this whole thing went down. And then a couple nights after that, we're laying in bed and I'm looking at YouTube and I look over and a shadow of a man crosses my wall. It was like a man, like a hat. And he just crosses the wall the next night, the same thing. And I looked at my wife and I was like, all right, the first night I, I thought I was seeing something, but I definitely saw a man walk past the window and she goes, yeah, people walk outside sometimes. And I was like, at our third floor window? <laughs> well, that's when you actually, it was uh, me and you did the paranormal thing. We got the thermal camera out. We put fog out to see if it would move the fog. Yeah, yeah. We busted out my full paranormal investigation. Kid. I have like thermal cameras and fog machines and EVP and EMF readers and like all this crap night vision infrared. Yeah, we were getting answers that night. We did two EVP sessions. We did one for, we did them in 10 minute blocks and then we did like four sessions. And then the one session we got a voice uh, that said the word baby. And then the next session we got one that said boy. That was like a female. Anyway, I'd had enough of this crap. So I went down to a local occult shop because yeah, I've been involved in occult practices, magical practices and, and spirituality for as long as I can remember at least two decades now, like something like that. But so I go down to the shop and like, I'm picking up some stuff and the, uh, the lady behind the counter, she runs her own coven and uh, is involved in like Rosicrucianism and like am work and things like that. So uh, she was like, well, what's wrong? Like what's going on? And like, I tell her and she's like, yeah, what you're about to do is just going to piss it off. You have a gin in the house. I'm like, okay. And she literally shuts her shop down shuts it down. She's like, I'm coming with you. We're going to get rid of this thing. And I was like, I have no money because I am a cook in a restaurant. She was like, yeah, no, I'm not charging you for this. We need to get this out of your house. So this lady closes her entire business down for like three hours and comes to my house. She's never spoken to me before or anything like that. And then she goes through the whole house doing the lesser banishing ritual, the pentagram. Uh, She identifies what she says were two portals and two separate mirrors, one in my basement and one in the wall that always gave me the creeps. She was like, why is that mirror covered with a flag? I was like, because it gives me the willies. And she was like, yeah, it's because there's a portal there. 
And then she tried to explain to me, she's like, yeah, with this movie you're filming in the house, like when you begin like the acting sessions, and your characters become those characters, you're inviting that energy into the home. And it sort of calls these things once in a while. So the concept of the djinn isn't necessarily like the genie of the lamp you'd see in like Aladdin. They're these like uh, ancient Islamic beings uh, is where they come from, uh, from way back in antiquity. And they basically are energy vampires and they'll stand in the room with you and uh, they'll scare you to really get your energy up. And then they'll suck that energy out of you and it'll leave you like just tired throughout your day. It'll give you insomnia. It'll scare the hell out of you. Anyway, so this lady comes through. She blesses the whole house. We grid the place in selenite, smudge here and there, Reiki candles. And uh, we have not had a single spirit in here since. Nothing. The toys don't go off anymore. We don't see random stuff. No weird feelings. No waking baby in the middle of the night. And apparently it worked on people, too. Oh, yeah. My father-in-law hasn't come within 100 <laughs> yards of the house since. <laughs> well, you said he's a leprechaun, right? No, no. That's my actual dad. Oh, we're talking about my father-in-law. Oh, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. At least you got that figured out then, right? Yeah, yeah. But it was like, it was real weird for a while. She tried to tell me like when it first showed up, like it didn't have the power to do what it wanted to do. So it needed to feed on us for a while. So it had to convince us that it was okay. So that like we wouldn't chase it away from the home. And then when it had enough power to start really, really feeding on us, that's when it started scaring us and doing all the stuff that Jin do. And mm. I was like, oh, <laughs> she's like, yeah, yeah. She's like, let me know if it comes back. No, nothing ever came back and we haven't had a problem since. Good. Well, I mean, not not good that it's scary. Good that it's gone. You guys got anything else? I mean, we've lived in a couple of different haunted houses. Our last house that we lived in, we actually, um, this was even before, I think it was before Carrie moved in. We were, uh, we were up on the second floor and we heard our shower go off. And the both of us are just sitting there like, what the hell? And we thought somebody came in and just randomly at our shower. Because we oh. heard the shower, we... We went downstairs. We heard the shower turn off. We heard the bathroom door open and close. Yeah, we heard the door open and close and then the front door open and close. So like some hobo just came in, used our shower and ran. (laughs) We really thought that. (laughs) But the door was still locked. Chris actually got down on his knees and felt the wet footprints go out the door. And we're just like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) It's like the door's still locked. You know, if it was a random person, they wouldn't be doing that. Yeah. (laughs) So... I want to talk about a cryptid, and I want to talk about Dogman. The legend goes that in France, they had a werewolf-type creature called the Lucaroo. When the French came over and they colonized Canada and Louisiana, they brought over the legend of Lucaroo, and it slowly became the legend of the Rougarou here in the United States. Yeah, it's like a combination of the uh, Lucaroo from France, uh, Chupacabra, and what was it? What was I don't it? even remember the third one. There's a third. Andrew, what was the third one? Sasquatch? Was it just? Yes. yes. There we are. Sasquatch. There it is. The the Lucaroo, the Sasquatch, and um, <laughs> I just said it. I can't remember what it is. Chupacabra. Chupacabra. There we are. Chup Chupacabra. That's stupid cryptid. I hate Chupacabra. <laughs> I love the Chupacabra. Chupa What's wrong with the chupacabra? It's yeah, it's a dumb chupa- and has no consistent talk. There's no you, consistent legend. Like. You know what? That's also our show. <laughs> Anyways, so the reason why I want to talk about Dogman is because out of every cryptid, the only other cryptid than Bigfoot that I can actually somewhat believe exists is Dogman. Have you guys ever listened to any episodes from Dogman Encounters? Uh, yeah, uh, about 15 minutes before we started this interview, I was like, maybe I should brush up on some dog man to make sure I know what I'm talking about. I, I don't know where you guys listen to it, but I listen to it on YouTube every once in a while. And he just has 
probably at least 100 episodes now where he just talks about dogman encounters. I don't know if they're submitted by fans or if he gets them off the, the internet or whatnot, but they're all unique and there's so many of them. And that's like one of the big factors for me when, you know, I talk about the cryptids that I believe in, which is basically just Bigfoot, right? One, because I've had my own experience with an upright creature, but because of the sheer amount of reports, people are seeing something. Right. So I kind of feel like if there's another cryptid out there that could possibly exist, that's in the myth and lore side of cryptozoology. I think Dogman has a chance. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. The Dogman Encounters videos, the the creator for that is in a Facebook group called Cryptid TV. He's actually like really nice and he'll talk to you. So like if you ever had questions for him, like you just pop into that Facebook group and be like, hey, guy who creates this thing. And he'd be like, hey, what's up? I'm like, he's cool. Yeah, really? Right. Yeah, yeah, the Facebook group's called Cryptid TV. So basically, Dogman is a werewolf that doesn't shift back into a human or doesn't shift into a human. It's born a Dogman, lives as a Dogman, dies as a Dogman. It is an upright walking canine creature. And one of the telltale signs that you're looking at a Dogman, obviously, is it's built like a human being, but it has a dog head. And its kneecaps actually bend backwards like a dog's knee would. You know, a lot of these reports come in and you hear a lot of the same thing. Pitch black. The differences that you hear are usually in its eye color. You hear a lot of gold, blue, and red, depending on which region you're in. I know that the Michigan Dogman, you you see a lot of gold and blue. And the rest of the United States, you tend to see red. Um, and then there's even some really popular individual Dogman creatures out there that we've kind of touched on earlier, like the Rougarou and the Beast of Bray Road. What are your guys' opinion on the validity of the Dogman? Andrew, why don't you go first? No. <laughs> I, you know my answer. The only ones that I've actually said were legit that I felt were aliens, because there's no reason. Like, we're the only sentient uh, thing in all of universe. Which, like, begs the question then for me, I guess, is whether if it could be an alien creature like werewolves mm. were alien creatures or something that came down here and just got stuck or like maybe it was a pet of an alien and it's just here the the main thing like i agree with uh cj on a lot of stuff when it comes to uh thinking about this is consistency about the cryptid if like the notes about the thing uh seem like to jump around and th there's nothing like truly that sticks out that it's like the same thing over and over like i have a hard time believing it this thing is consistent but like i don't know with modern day technology and like uncle sam like watching you uh, like all turns like i don't even if it is like a, a rural area like i feel like someone would have like a gopro footage of it or something or like you you would have some type of uh, person with a drone with a thermal going around just like looking into woods and just seeing like this thing. They got a pretty yeah. solid photograph of it with a negative. Like they have the negative of the photograph and negatives are very difficult to tamper with. Yeah, I've seen some that... pretty convincing photos of Dogman. I mean, I've seen more convincing photos of Sasquatches, but there's a couple out there of Dogman that are pretty interesting. I think the Dogman exists. Uh, I do, but not for 
the reasons most cryptozoologists uh, have interest in. My belief in that is a little more occultic in, in, in its nature. So like the history, like with, with the dog man, it, it started with a song played on a radio station out there uh, called the, the legend. legend of the dog man. Yeah. yeah the legend. Um, and it was like this really, really weird, obscure song. And it like, it didn't do very well on their radio station at first. And then uh, they had people like, Hey, like, can you play that song again? When's that song? Like yeah, you had that weird song. Like, is it coming back? So they started playing it, and I guess it got some sort of national attention at some point. And supposedly, like, I heard some reports, like, international or whatever. Uh, I've personally heard the song, and it sounds a lot like Alice's Restaurant, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> the the thing that I'm believing in here is is the Dogman would take on something like a Tulpa state. And a, a Tulpa is uh, created when a large enough group of people have a strong emotion and belief in an entity, whether that energy is coming from fear or just belief in general or excitement, adrenaline, like whatever they've got going on uh, because of this group belief and they keep talking about it and then people start saying they saw it. And then that's how you actually create a tulpa and it comes into being through the forced will of, of people, whether they intentionally do it or not. They're Tibetan monks that do it on purpose. I think that it was forced into creation due to people believing in this song. And then like they had like, the first uh, the first report of a dogman sighting was like an 80 year old man who's like, yeah, I totally saw this when I was a kid. And, you know, we know human beings. A lot of us are a bunch of sheep and we'll just jump on it like, yeah, oh, I saw it, too. Even though I haven't left my house in 35 years and I live in my mom's basement with comic books and stuff like and then they'll be like, yeah, I saw it. And then uh, everybody starts like, yeah, 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 I saw it, too. And then people like, oh, well, like 20 people saw it. it's got to be something. And then they create this belief and then uh, will it into existence. OK. So you don't necessarily believe in the physical dog man. Oh no, it's physical, but it was willed into existence. It wasn't like an evolutionary uh I'm tracking. I got you. Jake, what do you think? I don't know, you completely lost me on that one. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, so here's the thing. So even hearing you talking about the gin in your house and all that stuff, I'm a Christian guy, so I look at everything from a Christian worldview and stuff. So for me, looking at cryptids, especially the ones that aren't a half of something and half of something else, like a man bear pig or something like that. What's the likelihood that this is a real animal that in my mind, God created stuff for me, you know, Sasquatch is no big deal at all. A dog man is kind of pushing it, but maybe people are giving it more of a humanistic character than it actually has. And in fact, it's just another type of weird animal out there. I don't really have any issue believing that they're out there or believing that they exist but i am reserved for the whole i need to have an experience for myself or i need to see some hardcore evidence and we mentioned that there was a, a negative photo and that's something I'm, I'm gonna have to look up after this but it's just yeah i don't know i really it's the same thing with jeremy your bigfoot story i believe that you had that experience and I so hardcore wouldn't believe that it exists, but I so want to experience it for myself. Even if I don't see a picture, even if I, you know, and I have all these ideas, oh, you know, if this happened to me, I'd pull my cell phone out and blah, 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 you know, take a picture. I mean, while I'm filling up my pants, but I want to be able to have that experience, be able to see something for myself. And that's why I'm willing to go out into the woods and risk getting eaten by a bear because (laughs) I want to be able to do all that stuff. So yeah, I don't really have any issue with it. I totally feel like it's something that could exist, but my mind's more on along the lines of it. Uh, it's just people are giving it qualities that it doesn't actually possess. 
but I can also get behind the idea of someone made up something one time and then everyone else jumps on that. It's like, uh, like the Jersey devil, like the history behind that is someone's playing a prank on another family. But then here we are still people saying that they've seen it. They know, you know, oh, I've seen the Jersey devil. It's like, all right, well, we know where the origin is that it was made up. It got its ass kicked by an 80 year old woman. <laughs> <laughs> It has skeleton. You can find that on the Jersey boardwalk. Really? Ripley's, believe it or not, has a skeleton of the Wendigo. Or not Wendigo, Ooh, uh, the Jersey, the Jersey Devil. I mean, you can really? go down to Florida and see a Fiji mermaid, too. That's not real. <laughs> well, that's legit a monkey sewn onto a, a fish. fish. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've seen a, a jackalope mounted. And I mean, crazy stuff, guys, you know? That was two hillbillies that got drunk and did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> randomly one day in the garage we're gonna just combine these things so uh andrew when you and your new best friend jake here are out talking about how cryptids don't exist uh without scientific <laughs> evidence uh i'm like i'm gonna go ahead and get uh, the other guy here in ninja and we're gonna go catch him and bring him to you <laughs> i'll go back out yes yeah, that's fine just understand that like the instant i uh see that stuff is gonna be when I pull out uh, all of the occult and other things that I normally keep on myself, just to ward that thing away or other things away, because again, I don't believe in it, but I'm prepared. Uh, I kind of like the Boy Scout mentality of like, even if it doesn't exist, I'm still going to have silver on me. I'm still going to have like other things like that. Just like whip out a 44 Magnum. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, now Jake's my best friend. Well, <laughs> I, I've been debating about putting a, a leaf in my wallet for a bit, so I'm thinking I'm going to do that too. But I'm definitely going to have my 12 gauge shotgun in my hand as well. Yeah, we'll catch one and then I'll show it to you. I'll smack you in the face and tell you it's real. Look, look what you did. Look at it. <laughs> the one thing that I can't get over with Dogman is is that he's described as having human like hands, and I can't get over the thought that if Dogman exists, that he would have paws instead of hands. There's a decent theory behind that sort of thing. So uh, in the evolutionary chain, dogs at one point did have thumbs. So that's why they have that, like, uh, I think they call it a dewclaw. Yeah. Uh, So if on the possibility that this is a species of canine that evolved along a separate branch in the canine evolutionary tree... It's possible that it evolved bipedal features, but that's kind of weird for the knees, but maintained the need for its thumbs. I mean, we have extra joints in our fingers and toes, don't we, compared to a dog? Yeah, but we're talking about like, evolutionary chain, though. But like you were saying with the, the backwards knee, why would one part evolve one way and one part evolve to your household dog? Yeah, I mean, you can kind of look at gorillas in a way if you wanted to explain that because they still, they're sort of quadrupedal. Like, they'll use their knuckles and their hands as, like, a a third and fourth leg when they're, like, running and, like, sprinting. They have the bipedal features, so maybe the dog man has something similar going on with it. What about, like, little creepy raccoon hands? Oh, hell yeah. That would be amazing. Those things are so weird. I Big love Trash raccoon. Panda. Yeah, what if it's more along the lines of that? It's just it's whatever. Not, you, yeah. Yeah, you guys are hating. That's like one of my favorite YouTube channels to watch. There's an old guy that like gives raccoons uh, hot dogs. On back porch. <laughs> He's called the uh, Raccoon Grandpa. 
he's awesome. He's amazing, and he's just like he just sits in the back, giving them hot dogs, just like here you go, ah, oh, just eat up, you son of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew feels uncomfortable right now because we switched from uh, uh, just saying, yeah, I believe in stuff and well, here's an occultic explanation to let's talk about science. He's like, I don't like this because now they're going to make sense. (laughs) So then he goes to hot dogs and raccoons. Yeah, shut up. If I can explain (laughs) it with science, then it's true. So uh, therefore, whatever. You can calm your teats. Your your hairy ass teats. Andrew, you said that you, you don't technically believe in Dogman. So if these people who are given their encounters are seeing something, what do you think they're actually seeing? So the mind is a very interesting thing, like psychology wise, that you can actively have seeing of like shadow people and other things like that. If you are distracted, like to the point of if you are like water hallucination, if you have too much water in you, lack of water, the hallucinations uh, from dehydration being insomniac having that type of stuff like i'm not saying every little thing can be explained by that but i'm saying maybe some of these were specifically that well the brain isn't perfect it makes up its own facts sometimes as well to fit in the gaps that it doesn't remember right and like that can explain a lot of like things like deja vu and other stuff like that like after i saw what was it the truman show (laughs) <laughs> uh, that that messed me up for a while because I'm just like, what if I'm on a TV series? But I'm just like, I'm not interesting enough to be on a TV series. I don't know. I think you're pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, Maybe. thank you. Yeah. Funny that you bring that up. We're actually going to be doing the simulation theory soon. Oh, I love simulation theory and holograph theory. That it would be the only thing for me that I would feel like would be. But then like. What type of simulation would have people thinking about like cryptids, right? Wouldn't you just have these cryptids like running around before technology stories were the way of entertaining people? And I understand stories are eventually when you tell stories, you exacerbate things. You add to stories. You make things bigger than what they actually are. So is someone just saying like, I saw a giant creature, like a cougar or something out, and then it just became... Well, no, it was like a human size. Okay. Well, no, it wasn't really human looking. Was it, it had like more of a wolf personality or something. Cause well, we had dire wolves and stuff like that back in the day that were like legit things, but like what if there's still a subspecies, we haven't really gone out to the deepest part of Alaska, right. Or the deepest part of Canada. We haven't really traveled too far the deepest part of the sea or the deepest part of the junk, the Congo or jungle or anything else like that. We actually just found there was like a tribe that they found last year or something where they like f- were firing arrows at like a drone or something because they didn't know what the hell it was. So to, to me, it's like, okay, are they going to tell stories about this metal flying thing that was in the air? Cause they didn't know what the hell that was. True. Are these type of cryptids or whatever, this dog man is something that's not been discovered, but, because it's in like an area that's so populated, like even if it's like a hundred people, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you brought up dire wolves. Have you guys seen that video of that really big wolf? I think it was in like Minnesota or something where it chased down a dog. Yeah. I think I did at one point. It sounds really familiar. Didn't we talk about that video briefly when we covered what the hell was that cryptid? We associated uh, it. It was a wolf. 
Wolf and Tigger? Well, what was that? Wolf and what? Amarok. 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 Amarok, yeah. Those are only fan requested cryptid. And then he shit on us afterwards. He was wrong too. Like that was the worst part. Like he crapped on us for our information, and then I'm like, we're like, oh man, did we get this whole episode wrong? We went back. We're like, no, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, because he, we were like, oh yeah, this thing's totally like a a wolf based thing, and he's just like, well, it's actually part bear, and we're like, nowhere in any lore we read anywhere says it's a bear. Should have asked him for his sources. Yeah, I didn't want to call him out, but I'm calling him out on another show, so. Good. We just kind of left it alone. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys think that direwolves could still be around? And if so, do you think that people seeing Dogman could actually just be seeing direwolves? Mm, that's interesting. That would be weird. Yeah. The caloric intake of that wolf, considering how huge it is. Yeah. I mean, if we're in like, if we're talking like Central Canada, where people aren't living, there's just forests and there's like all caribou kinds of and moose and stuff yeah. out there, whatever. Up in Alaska, sure, but. The, the thing of the dire wolf is it, it really just resembled like a regular old gray wolf, but huge. So yeah. I think you'd have a really hard time mistaking a dire wolf for dog man. Like they would have a reason to stand up and walk like a circus trained dog or have hands. And I don't know if you've owned dogs before or not. I've never had, except for the, my current dog. Most of my dogs don't like to, jump up on their their hind legs unless they're jumping on a person but like my one dog she jumps on everything like i'm probably like wake up one night walking down to get a midnight snack and just see her walking around and be like oh cool we're doing this now <laughs> call up cj and be like yo my dog's possessed i found dog man yeah. <laughs> i definitely feel you on that one my dog is 170 pounds and i can't get him to stand up on his hind legs to save my life it just doesn't work <laughs> yeah yeah it'd be weird what is he? He's a lion burger? A lion burger, yeah. Lean but he's burger. he's got the size. If he could get up on his hind legs and run, throw him in some woods and stuff and scare some people, you know. But he uh if he stands up on his hind legs, he's taller than me, and I'm six one. Damn, that's a big dog. That dog is a monster. Sounds like it. How fast would a person run with their knees inverted? I mean, we use those stilt things you know those yeah, uh those oh, things may go fast as hell yeah true yeah m- there might be some some sort of evolutionary benefit to that that's possible but i thought i thought that the point of the the backwards knee in those animals is because of the way they run their they bring their rear legs to the forward and use them as springs at the same time so like if you were running bipedal wouldn't that like hinder you in a way because if if you have like one leg in in the front one leg behind that one leg's working as a spring you feel like i feel like you would dislocate the other leg at some point if you weren't ultra careful it would be so weird because you would have to shift the entire weight of the animal back you would have to shift it back i think that if people were seeing dog man you would look at an animal and you i mean you probably wouldn't laugh because you're getting chased down by a dog man (laughs) you'd be shocked by how goofy it looked while I was running. I, guess. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it would be hopping. It would be like a deer kind of jumping through. Like a kangaroo. Yeah, kangaroo. Yeah. Isn't the forward facing knee uh, in bipedal creatures so that we, we can actually put down like a foundation for when we're going to lift something heavy? Like we need to use our arms to lift heavy objects. We don't carry them in our mouths anymore. And like a rear facing knee would not provide you that same base. Like, snap your knees or something like that trying to pick up something heavy with a rear facing knee yeah 
with the stories it has the the dog man run away on two legs or on fours the dog man never runs away it yeah. hangs out on the side of the road like i'm eating do you mind exactly so like <laughs> if you if no one's seen it actually run maybe it's kind of like a bear it can stand up on its hind legs but it'll run it'll go back down onto all fours and run i'm curious if it uh because it has hands has that been ever said to be used tools like is it like I, using quite possibly. fire or other things like that like yeah, sticks i don't know i mean like raccoons have hands they run all fours so the only thing I've heard a dog man use his hands for was to spread shit on a car window. Oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Yes, they do use their hands. Do you guys want to lead us into all that stuff you guys do at the end? Oh, stats and everything? Oh, stat boys. Yes, please. Okay, so we do a 1 to 10 system, just so like D&D doesn't really get at us or other things. We normally just do strength, dexterity, intelligence and supernatural charisma intelligence is basically whether or not it talks or uh, has smarts or other things like that we do definitely say there is like a, a wisdom thing so like obviously these creatures have primal understanding of i need to eat or i need to other stuff and i feel like that's more of like street smarts or wisdom uh for it so when it comes to stories of dogman like i've not ever heard it there's nothing that says that it's ever like actually spoke, right? Like it doesn't speak to people. It does recognize people talking because I, I definitely remember it like doing a shit inning green at someone or just like, hey, buddy, come at me type deal where it like puts its arms out. Yeah, I saw that too. So, I mean, it definitely has some snarkiness to it. Yeah, but like I don't think it's ever actually verbally said anything. So like the understanding or comprehending of languages would put it at like a three or a four but like you don't get up to a five unless you actually say something strength it's ripped off doors and stuff right like door handles or like punch cars so like i definitely feel like it, it is something that uh we feel like bodybuilders are considered like sixes so like usain bolt would be a six uh for running or like dexterity so like i i would put it up at as a six when we get up to like the sevens and eights that's like hey i can punch into a mountain and make the mountain split in half we've only ever had a 10 once on the show what was that so banshee one of the versions of banshee is a old woman who's covered in blood that goes to a river and she can it's basically like using bed sheets that are covered in blood and just trying to wash them she's not covered in blood she's just ugly oh yeah so that <laughs> that version of a banshee if you ask it three questions and it asks three questions of you, it will grant you... You have to have that conversation with it. Yeah. Like, that's the important part. It will grant you a wish. And this is one of the few wish-granting things that do not fuck you in any way, and there's no limits. Hmm. You could literally wish the universe out of existence. So you're basing its strength off of its capability to be able to grant a wish on any scale. It's supernatural ability of a 10 because of that. Got it. As long as it's your imagination or whatever, you could just be like, hey, I want to be uh, God. And it'd just be like, all right, poof, there you go. Yeah, to, hmm. to get a 10 in strength, you would have to be able to use like the Earth as like a bowling ball and hit Neptune with it. Like, Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that have come close. Uh, primordial stuff. I think the Thunderbird got up there, too. Thunderbird, dragons, definitely elder dragons. Yeah. It was mainly the uh, the eastern ones, right? No, 
is Western dragons, like the more Western dragons, the more yes. traditional dragons that people think, like D and D dragons, like Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. or Timot. Yeah. So like you have Tiamat and you have like um, Bahamut and other ones like that, and those are all like D and D based ones, but like they were in other cultures as well. But like yeah, strength would be up there. Like um, what was it? The your ex girlfriend, the Grootslang. <laughs> the Grootslang. I think that's one of the ones that were up there because that's legit. Just uh, back when uh, they were forming and making animals in Africa, they just take took a snake and they took an elephant and they put it together. It was highly venomous, smart as hell. I've, I'm sorry for derailing again. Uh, definitely with I would put the strength at like a six, maybe like a point five or point four. Dexterity. This thing obviously can pretty much book it. Uh, most werewolves are like able to run quickly as super uh, fast catch up to their prey or something but like every time that people had interactions with dogman it's just like i'm sitting on the side of the road eating roadkill have you listened to any of those dogman encounters i have not uh, i know probably cj said he he did they they hang out like outside people's houses and stuff yeah there's some crazy ones like some really creepy ones it's still gonna be a six for dexterity uh supernatural this thing doesn't like uh it would have to have like a spell casting ability or something uh, it's just a werewolf it, without the ability like there's no talks about it changing other people into werewolves it's just a werewolf or not even like the were part it's just that you have to say it's not even a werewolf it's just a weird evolved wolf like if some guy was in a genetics lab and just took splicing of humans and a wolf together like wolf legs hands of a human body of a human face of a whatever just like uh what is that dr monroe or something the island of dr monroe yeah, yeah. yeah. just like mm. something crazy like that that's what it, i feel like the um this cryptid is but yeah so charisma well it all depends man that it's smeared poop on a window yeah it's not very correct <laughs> very uncouth yeah but it's got that smile got that smirk going i'm gonna on. give my boy i'm gonna give my boy four he would be able to go into a room and be like hey if he talked or something i don't know i'm just gonna give him a four i've i don't even think <laughs> he deserves it he doesn't smell bad like other cryptids that was like a he eats roadkill that, well look my and he ain't got no colgate my dogs eat poop <laughs> and i still <laughs> love them <laughs> do you let them lick your face after I make sure they eat, like, denture sticks, hell yeah. <laughs> it's got a little bit of the alitosis. Yeah. It's all right. It's, I don't so know. that wraps that part up, right? Yeah. The supernatural, charisma, dexterity, strength, uh, intelligence. Yeah. So who leads us into combat training? It's usually me. Well, let's do it. Considering everything, the last time I actually researched this, I went kind of deep-dived into it just to see what I can how much information I can pull up on it. Cause I've seen this thing has been categorized as a, uh, a height of around seven foot tall. So I tried to go with like the body mass index and just how much girth this thing would have in solid muscle. You like them girthy? Uh, I mean, there was that one episode where you go with the, uh, what was it? Mary smash or whatever. <laughs> Talk about killing it. Yeah. Wrong with you, boy. You need, you need Jesus. <laughs> I need a lot of things, but uh, yeah, it would probably be around somewhere around 200 pounds. So that's a large dog. Yeah. Considering 
there's nothing supernatural about it, so it makes it easier to fight. You could basically treat this like you would any other large game, tigers, lions, wolves. Of course, you know, Chris's usual thing is shoot it in the face. But uh listen, guy, I'm I'm safe about it. <laughs> I know. We're gonna break out the L one one A two, right? Uh-huh. And then we're gonna fire seven point six two Lapua uh-huh. from like four hundred yards and yep. be nowhere near it and just done. Yes, but then that's if it doesn't sneak up on you. How's it gonna sneak up on me? I'm four hundred yards away downwind. They don't know where I'm at. How do you know? They have really good smell, even freaking downwind or upwind. And you smell. and you're gonna be shitting your pants all the damn day. And they, no, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you smell really bad. Really good smell if you're downwind, bro. You're. It doesn't matter. Do you know how every smell wind. works? <laughs> you're every wind. You 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 are legit. I said both downwind and upwind. I'm the avatar. That'll throw it off. It'll be like, oh, it just smells like roadkill out here. And it'll yeah, the amount of gas you put out is gonna be thinking, oh, hey, lunch. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna go right for your ass. It's gonna get them booty cheeks. And you know, I'm going to hit up my boy Jake, and he's going to bring an Abrams right. and a Blackhawk because yeah. he works on those. And we're going to take care of it that way, right? Hey, boss, I'm going to borrow this helicopter. I'm going to go and get a giant wolf. All right. Want, tell me how, how that goes with the CO. <laughs> Don't drink. <laughs> Jake, how would you take this thing out? Oh, dude. Lever action forty five seventy, shoot it right in the face. Just bullets head clean off, and just be like evidence. They'd be like, "This is a big wolf without a head." And be like evidence. I don't know. <laughs> look at its creepy man hands. Yeah. Look, look at the hands. Look at the red rocket. <laughs> look at the hands. The creepy there's, raccoon there's a tooth hands. Left. We, we got one tooth. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we got enough DNA throughout the rest of the carcass. It's fine. That's right. Look at its backward yeah. knees. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that bullet would hit that thing so hard it would turn its brain to glass. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, still, I still go with um, if you guys have seen the movie Tremors too. Oh, yeah. You gotta oh, get Bert Grizzly Big Boy that exploded <laughs> the shrieker, went through the shed, through the car engine block, through the barrel. <laughs> through a cinder block wall. like <laughs> Just for the hell of it. Yep. Go get Bert. <laughs> Bert. You know, I just found out they made another movie. It's like six of them now. Yo, you know, you know, is there? No, I'm, I'm willing to bet that uh, one of those air rifles, so the Dragon Claw, that air rifle that fires that 50 caliber slug. Okay, I bet you could take out uh, a dog man with one of them bad boys. Be pretty quiet too. Make an incendiary round. You can have barbecue afterwards. That's true. Got to make sure it's fully cooked, full auto. That's right. Well, I'm going to start wrapping it up here, guys. You good with that? Yeah. yeah that's good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I told my wife I was going to be an hour. I'm sorry, man. It's all right. Hey, that wouldn't be the first time you disappointed her. I'm, hey, wow. You know what? I disappointed your mom once, too. Okay. Like... I know. She told me. <laughs> all right. Andrew, CJ, Chris, this was a lot of fun. <laughs> this is. Yeah, we definitely had a good time. Yeah. This was good. This is uh this is gonna take me forever to edit for sure. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. It's okay. I'm gonna laugh the whole time. It's gonna hurt, but it's <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Before we sign out for the last time, I'm gonna give you like two, three minutes to go ahead and put out your any of your projects and social media accounts and anything you want our listeners to have to be able to follow you guys. So Go ahead and have at it for the next couple minutes. This show is crypto technical. Am I doing it? 
Yeah, use your you beautiful uh, voice. Oh, you want the radio voice? Yeah. If you want to reach out to us, you can hit us at Baronland Stew on Twitter. You can also hit us at Cryptotechnical at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Snapchat. We hardly ever update those things, but feel free to hit us up on there anyway. If you want to reach out to Ninja or uh, Andrew specifically, you can hit him at Beard Cryptid or Cryptid Ninja. And that's, oh, Facebook. We're on Facebook too. There we go. I switched my name up. It's actually Cryptid Beard. It's Cryptid Beard on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah, find me. Right on. Well, you guys didn't need much time that was good i really appreciate it guys if you guys ever want to come back on the show if you guys ever just want to come on and bullshit about something or you know if you guys have a crazy topic that you guys think is infinite rabbit hole worthy then uh let me know dude i'll be more than happy to have you guys back on anytime i, I think oh, i think you. we actually have an open episode after our next block right yeah you're you're welcome to join on ours we'll we'll discuss something that you prefer and derail our entire show like we did to you nice yeah. yeah, you find a crypt that you want to do, we'll we'll cover it. Does it have to be a new one? No, no. <sighs> Consider that done. We haven't that been right. on another show yet, so that would be really cool. That would be cool, yeah. man. That has been the end of this episode. You can find them. Their podcast is called Cryptotechnical. Their slogan, which is perfectly said for their show, cryptozoology with a touch of nerd and a dash of humor. I forgot. That's what I. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, jabron. Just remember, if you put it online, anybody can read it, guys. <laughs> yeah. Like that pod chaser comment. Yeah. <laughs> guys, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much for having oh. us, man. It was a blast. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Definitely. You guys are fun time. Yeah, man. If you guys want to come on and talk about a topic that's not cryptid related, I know you guys do a lot of cryptid stuff. If you guys want to stretch your legs and come on and do something else, let me know, man. Yeah, sure. We do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> cool. Definitely hit me up about that episode. I'll come up with some ideas for some cryptids. But all right, I'm not going to keep you guys on here anymore. I'm, I'm just going to say thank you one more time because I, re- I really do appreciate it. This was a lot of fun, dude. I hope to work with you guys more in the future. Oh, for sure. It'll all happen. Right. Well, definitely. Well, you guys have a good night, all right? Yeah, you Peace too. Right. You as well. Thank you for joining us on this episode. If you'd like to comment on this episode, you can do so on facebook.com forward slash infinite rabbit hole. If you have a story to share with us or would like to be interviewed, you can contact us at infinite rabbit hole at gmail.com. Thank you again and have a great day.